Welcome to Cathedral Talk, a podcast about architecture and Minecraft, where we converse to save Notre Dame. Sorry. Oh God! What is happening? Ah! Run away! Oh, it is uh, nighttime. I don't know where anyone is. Is there a bed in town? Go south, David. There's a town. North. 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 I'm just going to where I see lights. Is there a, is there a bed? That's a whole building of sheep. Where is a bed, Zach? Oh, you're. Ah! Hey, Tom, come here. So come we here. should probably explain to the audience what we're doing today. Are we doing something? Yeah. So, uh, Tom in the past has expressed. A wish list for Minecraft version two. And if I recall correctly, a couple of the things that you want, this isn't the full list, but a couple of the things that you want are more movement and more block selection. Yes. More movement. I don't remember what more movement meant. More of an animated world, I think is what he means. Oh, oh, I see. I see. Not character movement. Right. Not entities, actual blocks. Got it. So I'm not super interested in doing a theater of the mind for the listener, but I would like to use this opportunity to show off a custom modded server to demonstrate to Tom that there are a couple very lightweight mods that we can have that try to address some of the things that he would like from a Minecraft 2. Excellent. Lead on. Ooh, is the premise of this episode Tom needs to get over himself? No. I'm good with this. <laughs> the premise of this episode is not that. Tom, get over yourself and install mods. That's what Zach's saying. The mods are installed. He wouldn't be able to see this without the mods. But uh, not on the main server. Okay. So the first thing that is should be apparent are right over here. So we're for the audience, we're using create. Yep. And so the create mod gives a suite of blocks. I was going to say, we have an animated water wheel. We have an animated water wheel that David has jumped into and he's bobbing around like a maniac. I'm trying to get flung by it and it's not flinging me. I'm assuming this water wheel works because it is in water that is flowing. Yes, absolutely correct. If you stuck a water wheel in stationary water, then uh, nothing would happen. Exactly. And I gave you both some goggles, which are a create mode item that's on your head. And you can look at the water wheel and it says kinetic stress capacity, 128 SU at current speed. Zach, the goggles, they do nothing. Do they actually do nothing or are you just quoting The Simpsons? Right now, I don't see any. I mean, I see normally. Put your cursor on the water wheel. Oh, yeah. That's the goggles. Do you see a little pop up? Oh, that's the goggles. Yes. I guess the goggles don't not do nothing. Yes, exactly. So we're wearing Google Glass goggles. Uh, Actually, it is kind of like that. This is kind of like virtual reality inside, you know, a virtual world of Minecraft. Augmented reality, not virtual reality. Augmented. Re thank you. Thank you. Augmented reality in virtual reality. Well, 
Augmented reality. I mean, yeah, I guess this is kind of a virtual reality. This is like the Buzz Lightyear movie where it's like supposed to be real people in a virtual world. As Zach takes a sip of his wine. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I was enjoying your banter. I haven't seen the Buzz, Buzz Lightyear movie, but I will uh, agree with you nonetheless. <laughs> we were just having a debate over are the characters in the Buzz Lightyear movie supposed to be actual humans acting out the movie in the Toy Story universe, or is it supposed to be an animation of the characters in the Toy Story universe? No, no, they are the Buzz Lightyear movie are live action characters in the Toy Story universe. I I can get on board with that. That's fine. Okay. Not having seen the movie, I'll just take it on faith unless we want to do like another Notre Dame. Oh, I haven't seen it either. I just have strong opinions. Okay. So in the create mod, there's a couple things that are all movement based and there's a tech tree kind of like in regular Minecraft where, you know, first you get leather and then you get iron and then you get diamond and then you get netherite. Yeah. There's the same sort of tech tree in the create mod, but it's for rotational things. Uh, and it adds a concept called stress units. And we're not going to go too deep into this, but I wanted to satisfy your desire for motion. So here is the very first example of motion provided by the create mod are these water wheels that are over here. So I I take it, it does not take long to set one of these up when you start a new world. No, it should take you in the first day or two to set this up, Uh, either human day or Minecraft day, depending on how how quick you are. I like how this is basically setting the premise that all of the perpetual motion from this create mod will come from the fact that water flows infinitely from a finite source. Two of the three of the main power systems do rely on the fact that water is infinite. I mean, that's kind of like real world in that everything that we do is... Assuming infinite resources. (laughs) Scratch, scratch, scratch that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is interesting in and of itself because it's moving, but right next to it is this stone cutter, which is also sort of moving. It's animated. It's not really moving. But the, the animation on the stone cutter, this profession block, looks like it's moving. And this is sort of what you would get in the normal vanilla Minecraft experience for movement. Right. Individual blocks with animation. Yeah. Oh, uh, I see the difference. Yeah, sure. Yes. Pixels versus polygons. Polygons, yeah. What's a voxel? A voxel is a volume pixel. That kind of helped. A pixel is a picture element. If you don't care about atoms are like theoretically the smallest bit. So a voxel is like this, this dirt block is like a a voxel. Yeah, that all makes sense. Sure. All right. Anyway, lead on, lead on. Hold on. I need to find another bed because we're approaching darkness and I want to make sure all three of us can sleep. Hello, darkness, my old friend. We could just cheat and halt the sun. Tell the sun to stop moving. Do you know the command for that, Tom? Yeah, I do. Make me cheat me. Yeah, I need creative mode. I've come to talk with you again. You should have it. That's what I'm saying. I copied it from the other one. Uh, no, I don't. Definitely do not have it. Because of visions softly creeping. I do not have cheats right now. Left it seeds while I was sleeping. All right, whatever. And the vision that was planted in my brain. Wait, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Still remains. Oh, I'm just an idiot. Sorry. I do have it. Yes. Within the sound. I'm an idiot. One second. I, I, yes, I, you I, do. It's been a long day. Okay. One sec. One sec. One sec. Of silence. Okay. So the water wheel is one example of motion. This is another example of motion. 
Tom, what are you doing? I just thought I would make it rain and thunder. You better bring the thunder. I have the power of the weather. Are you interested in exploring these mods or just exploring your op power? Uh, I, I, oh, no, no. I just, 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 just you know, I, I feel... I, okay, all right, I'll turn it off now. One sec. Weather. All right, lead on, Zach. Anyways. Anyways, this, this uh, windmill right here is doing the same thing. It is creating stress units and we don't know what they do yet but it's another example of motion right here well this one really reminds me of uh i don't know if you've ever seen the legend of korra the spinoff from avatar the last airbender they have a lot of these windmill kind of things that are vertical like this yeah it doesn't need to be in this configuration i've done it in this configuration because uh i want to but you can make a traditional windmill uh where instead of pointing vertically uh it points sort of horizontally and spins around a horizontal axis instead of a vertical axis. I like that it actually moves me, unlike the water wheel, which didn't move me. Yeah, there are more interesting ways than using a windmill to move entities, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. I mean, both physically and emotionally, it moves me. <laughs> when you say we don't know what the stress is yet, that's because you haven't explained it, right? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were... But you can look at it if you want. I wasn't sure if you were implying that it's been implemented and no one knows what it does. Oh, no. Right next to the windmill, there's a gauge that says network stress. And it says high 93% remaining capacity 224 SU out of 3,584. 3,584 is not a terribly high number in this mod, but the water wheel provided in the range of 100. Uh, this windmill provides in the range of 1,000 or the factor of 1,000. And we'll, we'll look at some bigger numbers in a little bit, but just sort of rapidly progressing you through the tech tree. Cool. This thing right in front of you is an automatic crafter. Uh, someone put some bread in it. I don't know who did that. Yeah, I didn't know how to get it out. It's select an empty uh, slot in your uh, hotbar and then right click and that pulls it up. Aha. Uh -huh. But if there's a crafting recipe that you want, uh, you can fill this thing with the items. And then there's this button right here. And provided that you have an actual recipe in this grid, it will craft it for you. An infinite number? Uh, as reagent limited. Is there a reason that it's bigger than a three by three? Yeah, because some recipes can only be crafted in this larger uh, system. Huh. So you can craft a three by three stuff. But there are things in Create that can't be crafted in a crafting table because the crafting table does not give you enough slots. Oh, is this the only way to do the larger recipes? Or are there alternative, like, larger crafting tables that are not the standard crafting table? There are no crafting tables that are larger. So you, if you want to craft something larger than a 3x3, you have to use something like this. Okay, that's pretty cool, actually. So the water mill, it does not provide enough stress units to power this auto crafter the way that I have it set up. I would need multiple water wheels in order to, to provide the amount of stress units. So the, the windmill here provides enough stress units for this to work. And if I didn't have those stress units, then I wouldn't be able to combine this thing into the crushing wheels that I created for you. So this is sort of how the, the progression operates. It's, uh, since wind is in, both the real world and here considered a renewable resource. This is an infinite machine, though, no wear and tear or anything like that. The water wheels don't have wear and tear either. It's also renewable, so. Yeah, there's there's no wear and tear on any of this stuff. So as, long as, it, as soon as it's set up, it's good to go forever. Yep. Cool. This is a big reason why I could never get into redstone in traditional Minecraft, is that it visually is nonsense. 
unless you learn the very specific rules that I could just never bother to learn. That's a very good way of describing it. Yeah. Yeah, I like that, David. Whereas these are Minecraft pieces that are definitely not a normal Minecraft that look like machine parts. There's a conveyor belt here. There's a stamper thing. There are gears that are turning in opposite directions, as you would expect. Uh, so much closer to a normal factory sort of layout. That's actually a really interesting question. Is this stuff at all like producing right now redstone signals or is this system entirely independent of basic redstone architecture? This system is independent of basic redstone architecture. We'll see how they combine in a little bit. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So David, your point is a very good point. One that I think is very difficult for a lot of players of Minecraft, breadstone is sort of the, the entryway to the technical side of the Minecraft community. Let's, let's just call it the science side for reasons that I'll make clear in a second. In science, you have research and you have experimentation. You can do things and you can see how it works and you write it down. And, and then in research, you look at how other people have written down their experiments before and you try to, to iterate on that. I would say most Minecraft players are not redstone scientists in this regard. They neither experiment and they don't do any research. The burden for experimentation in redstone is very high. Ludicrously high. Yeah. We see a concession of that in the ancient city, which I think most people aren't even going to go into anyway, where they have tutorials for how to do redstone in the ancient cities. They're, they're basically saying redstone is some arcane knowledge. And obviously there, there are some people in the Minecraft community that experiment with redstone. There's the, sort of the, the foundation of the technical redstone community. And most other people are, if they're redstone scientists, are redstone researchers where they go on YouTube, they watch a video to build a thing. Uh, they're not necessarily experimenting it with themselves. And that's the way that they interact with redstone as, as researchers. The thing that I really like about the create mod is that it lowers the burden and it creates a tech tree where where these things naturally progress, where experimentation is easy and research is less necessary. So you're not going onto YouTube. You are in the game right. learning and you are learning by interacting with the game world which is, you know, what Minecraft really should be. Instead of minimizing Minecraft, loading up YouTube, watching something, trying to reproduce it. And the only thing you get out of the reproduction of other people's things most of the time is the thing. You don't get the knowledge that came along with why did I place blocks in this way in order to make the thing. So if you're looking for, let's say, an iron farm, which is largely redstone free, but it's still technical. When you put the pieces together to make an iron farm, you get iron that comes out of it in vanilla Minecraft. But you don't necessarily know why. Like, why did I get this zombie? Why do I have villagers? Like, why am I using hoppers in this way? Like the last one at least sort of makes sense if you understand hoppers. But like you can make an iron farm in vanilla Minecraft without understanding how it works. And you can make it just by copying someone else's design. And, and it's right. I don't feel like it's an enriching experience. I was even more egregious at the very beginning of Minecraft 
when they didn't even like have the the basic recipes for the most simple tools in the game and you only learn by someone telling you or checking a wiki which is like you can't interact with this game at all without the tools but they're only intuitive once you've seen it they're not things that you would guess on your own unless like you said you're just kind of randomly experimenting so i was just saying i was trying to place a block in front of the windmill and it goes like right through the block, but it pushes players. So it's interesting that it interacts with entities, but not blocks. From a technical perspective, this this windmill is an entity. It doesn't it doesn't look like it is, but it is. So if you turn on entity borders, which is F3B, it will put a giant hitbox around the entire windmill. You have to sort of have a reason to learn to create mod, and you sort of have to have a reason to learn like how to create tools and different blocks in vanilla Minecraft as well. Now they have those, you've unlocked a recipe and then you can look at the recipe and you can decide if you want to make it or not. And that hasn't gone away. You still have to have like a drive to to learn this kind of stuff. But the game, not loop, but the game incentives are for you to mess around with this kind of stuff. And a lot of the things you see here uh, in this town are either copied or they're my own construction. These things are basically out of the tutorial, so I didn't have to leave the game to find them. But some of the other stuff is is wild. The next bit is an extension of what we were talking about. So in our East Marches, where we have uh, the two to one construction, uh, Tom has a tree farm where he just places the, the saplings, lets them grow and cuts them down. I have an attempt at doing an automatic tree farm but TNT duplication is off on the server, so I need to retrofit it to use a supply of TNT instead of a duplication of TNT. Which is not as exciting. Not as exciting, but, you know, I should do that anyway. Here, what we have is instead of taking advantage of maybe an unintentional side effect of the game with TNT duplication, the create mod is all about you know, automating things. So here we have a tree farm and we're placing in the first spot an oak tree and the second spot a birch tree. So there's a saw that's chopping down the growing trees and then there's a moving chest that I assume fills up with wood? Sort of. So the saplings, when they maybe will be here long enough, uh, the saplings, when they grow up, turn into trees like this. I, I don't want to stick around and just wait for it to grow a new tree, but... yeah. Well, bone meal. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't have any bone meal on me, but you could theoretically bone meal if you wanted. So the idea is when this when a tree grows up here, then when this mechanical saw interacts with a uh, log block, then it will stop and it will cut down the entire tree. Thank you for the one bone meal. <laughs> I don't know how to give more than one thing at a time, so I just keep copying the thing. <laughs> I used it and it didn't grow a tree. You could probably put a number 64. Uh, ah. There it is. There's the tree. So what's going to happen here is that the saw interacts with the tree, uh-huh. cuts it down, and then we'll wait here for a couple seconds. This is compelling podcast, but we wait for a couple seconds. We're waiting for a virtual saw to slide down a ramp. Gantry shaft. Yeah. So look, you'll see on this belt. Oh, 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 yeah. They come out. Yeah. And then if we come up here, we see a bunch of chests and a bunch of funnels facing towards the river. What we're what we're looking at right now, podcaster, is something that's eerily imitating like Charlie Chaplin's modern times. Or should I say modded times? Just like conveyor belts, items being deposited, and then being things being moved around rapidly. It's rather impressive. What a nice modern topical <laughs> reference. 
You're making fun of me, aren't you? Oh, yeah. On on the left, you'll see a bunch of saplings. And the way that that gets populated is you saw the items come out onto, onto the, the belt. There are these funnels here that are set to accept certain items. And so on the first one, the funnel is set to accept only oak saplings. So if you look in this chest, there are only oak saplings in here. On the next one that goes right, uh, this chest is set up to accept oak logs, which is why you only see oak logs in this one. In the third one on the left, only birch saplings. On the fourth one on the right, only birch logs and so on and so forth down the list. And then everything at the end here is whatever's left over. Trash. So this is the create mods answer to item sorters from uh, as opposed to the redstone circuitry that we have. Yep. I assume this is just plain better. I assume it's more compact. Yeah. It is way more compact and way easier to use. Way easier to construct. I might have just messed this one up. What did you do? I clicked the button. What button? There are no buttons. Uh, okay, then everything's fine. I doubt that. Uh, this filter thing on the front of this. Don't just randomly click things. I was trying to figure out how the funnels know what item they care about. Equip the oak saplings into your hand because you have bread in there right now. Got it. And then you look at that box that you clicked and you right click on that little box. It says something about the item filter being set. Yeah. Is this all getting powered by a nuclear reactor? Yes. What are you looking at? No, no, it's not. It's getting powered by a steam reactor. So those two ways of getting power. The third way of getting power is through infinite lava and infinite water. Lava is not quite as infinite as water, but I see, I see what you mean. Well, we'll get to the create mod lets you make it infinite. Oh, okay. so here we have a traditional lava farm that's hooked up to create stuff. So here we have cauldrons and right above the cauldron is a dripstone and right above the dripstone is a normal block and right above the building block is a source block of lava. So random tick chance fills this up with lava. You see none of these are actually filled because underneath them there are pipes and the pipes empty the cauldron. And if you come over to this bed, if you put your cursor in between the bed and the block underneath the bed, you'll see a fluid. Thank you for setting the random tick speed to 9001. Um, if you look underneath the bed, you'll see a fluid container info. This is a container full of lava. And right now it is filling, but it drains as well. So th this got all filled. Uh, thanks to Tom changing the random tick speed. But those, those get drained out and, and added into these fluid containers. So I got one underneath the bed and I got one on the second floor as well. What I've been working on is recently is that the create mod, when it's trying to figure out how to pull from something, it stops at a point. And so if you create a container of lava that's large enough, you will just consider that lava to be infinite. You can find them naturally in the nether. You can find them sort of. Oh, server went down. I'm pretty sure it has to do with the random tick speed sped up to 9,001. The normal random tick speed is three. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I should probably turn that off. Uh, can you reset the server? It's dead. I killed it. Sorry. <laughs> I thought usually I was the chaos muppet. Look, I, I don't get to be that kind of person very often on this podcast. I'm usually trying to run the show. So if I, if I have the opportunity... I can't pass that up. I'm just going to log into the server. This is slightly more difficult because I'm doing this all on my tablet. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. So, Tom, what does a random tick speed mean? Anything that 
is based on a random outcome. It happens a certain number of times per unit of time. I don't know the exact math on what those ticks are. I forget what they are. But will a tree grow in this time interval or will... um, Will lava fill this cauldron? Will lava fill this cauldron? Yeah. Just to pick a random example. Or the the one that I use it for the most when I'm in creative mode is just to regrow grass very quickly. Will grass grow from this grass block to this dirt block? It's like, I need to just replace all that dirt with grass very quickly. Random tick speed, jack her up. Are there no uh, standards of deviation? Is it like a set amount of time will always have a set amount of effect? Mm, Well, I mean, it's just the rule of statistics, right? Where it's like... Well, that's what I'm saying. Does it follow a normal curve where you could set it to a million and still nothing would happen some very small percentage of time? Yes. Tom, can you go on first and change the random tick speed back to three? Yes. Logging in right now. All right, done. So the create mod will consider any container of liquid to be infinite if it is just sufficiently large. And so those containers generate naturally in the nether and in lava lakes down very low Y levels in the overworld. But I am draining those cauldrons above and I'm dumping it into this vessel right here. Uh, So eventually this will be considered infinite from the purpose of the game. And if you uh, come over here carefully, this one currently is bottomless supply. Targeted body fluid is considered infinite. So I can pull lava from there all that I want to, and it's not going to change the amount of lava that's in here. So I can just pull infinitely now. And the dripping that you do will never make this place overflow? Correct. So here I'm extracting lava from this building and uh, it's coming into this network. And the very first thing that it's doing, uh, it's getting split. But uh, we we look over here first and it's going into this large lava fluid container over here. And this large lava fluid container, not the infinite supply, but this is sort of like a buffer. If we we climb up these ladders. Yeah, nearly fell. That's okay if you do their ladders to get out of there. Those are terrifying pistons? I think that's the right word. Oh, wow. Look at those. Uh, Sure. They're steam engines in the game. And so what I'm doing here is I'm combining lava and water, and I'm creating stress units. So one of them is creating 16,000. So if we remember from the the water wheel, it was in the order of 100, and the windmill was in the order of 1,000. One steam engine in this setup is creating about 10,000. And you've got multiple of them. I'm 18 of them. Yeah, okay. And so this is providing power for the rest of the town, which we have not super explored yet. What's stopping you from just creating way more than 18? Nothing. Uh, well, I mean, I need the resources in order to build it, but I don't need the power that I have right now, so I, I don't need to build more. Got it. Do you have a sense of when the create mod suddenly became really popular? Because I feel like I saw it all over the place over the last few months. Um, I think the create mod has been somewhat popular for a while. I think your algorithm is influenced by your your Minecraft sub algorithm, I guess, is influenced by Hermitcraft. You're sort of biased by the fact that they started a create world. That's true. But this is create like version 0.5. So I don't think it's in full release yet. The the Hermits are pretty popular and Ilmango is pretty popular. And Ilmango is currently doing 
uh, create series. Uh, but instead of using, oh, the biomes you'll go, which is what the hermits are using and what we're, we're using, uh, Ilmango is using Terra Firma mod. Minecraft is a survival game in name only, but auto terraform or terraform or whatever it's called leans way more into the like survival-y. You, it's really hard to make infinite resources. Like there's a lot more farming, food expires, tools break, that kind of stuff. Or tools break much more easily, that kind of thing. Terraformacraft doesn't allow for all that much automation, but Create does. And so by combining them together, you can sort of get this really rich experience with a lot of nuance, but removing a lot of the grind by adding automation. That's an interesting conversation there of what do you think the value is of survival in traditional Minecraft at this point? Because to you what you're saying and i agree once you get past like very early stuff in minecraft it, there's not that much that you need to be worried about at least compared to other games in the survival genre but yet i agree that it's still a more fulfilling experience than just playing on creative at least for me uh, i know not everyone shares that opinion but curious what survival adds for you even when it's not that more extreme version that you're talking about i am playing in survival mode in this world because i what i what i was sort of going to end this story on was create gives me a bunch of different puzzles that i like to solve and the the when you solve the puzzle, you get a new resource type out of it. So starting in create mode, all of the puzzles are effectively solved for you because you have all of the resources that you need. And so you don't it's like you you buy a puzzle box and the puzzle is already constructed inside the puzzle box uh, kind of thing. Yeah, sure. It's like, well, why why didn't I just buy a painting or something like that? Why am I doing this? If I if I were to do create in creative, I wouldn't get the same kind of puzzle solving joy out of it i would just sort of get the aesthetics and i think in vanilla minecraft i'm sort of at a point where i've built so many different farms the difference between survival and creative mode is inventory management and that's not a fun game sure sure so if i'm just interested in the aesthetics and like building things for the purposes of looking at them and enjoying the building of them. I don't I don't get any fun from survival anymore because I don't have fun with inventory management. Right. And I've already created all the farms that I want to create. Um, so I'm not deriving any fun from the technical side of it. And it's not my like I'm not part of the technical Minecraft community that's like building these like insane million blocks per hour farms that are using portals and glitches in the game. Like, you know, I if that was what I was doing in Minecraft, I would probably have a lot of fun doing it. But I dedicate like except for last week where I, I was trying to get all this stuff together for this, this sort of presentation I play like an hour a week or something like that. And I don't think I can get the progress from puzzle solving in vanilla uh, that I can get out of like the create mod. Sure. Are the the various farms that you've made over the last couple of years in our main server, that's been the primary 
motivation there it's 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 the puzzle box it's figuring out how the pieces work together not necessarily the end product of what comes out of the farm so the nice thing about create is that some factories and that's not a term of art that's just what i'm calling them some factories are prerequisites for other factories and so if you can figure out a way we're standing outside my cobblestone generator Uh, once you have a cobblestone generator this is sort of like the first step in a huge chain of other factories that you can create so this one is off because it is not sufficiently full but i've got this little sensor here that detects how much is stored in this big vault Uh, and i've got this little readout display that says 36 percent and this thing when it gets low enough will turn back on and start generating cobble and fill up this until it hits 75 percent and then it'll shut off again and cobble is like the starting point for so many other things so if we come out here we'll see these uh train tracks set up I know a lot of people use belts to move items from one factory to another. I'm using train tracks because it's much more fun. And I've got a train that I can send between different factories to pick up stuff and drop stuff off. Because I think it's a lot more fun that way. It may not be the most efficient or what other people do. But the, the next in line, after you get cobblestone is those crushers that we made earlier. Oh yeah. I've got a, a massive array of them. And so I can feed cobblestone into here it goes up and it crushes it into gravel. Now gravel itself isn't super interesting, but if I crushed gravel again, it would become sand. And I like the train tracks too. They're very aesthetically pleasing. They're not laid down in a particularly meaningful, <laughs> thoughtful orientation. But I, I just like the, I, maybe it's the curves, which is a shape so antithetical to <laughs> Minecraft generally. It's very stark when you see it. In a nice way. Yeah. It's a special thing we can figure out how to make a good curve in Minecraft. If I were to pick up that gravel and I were to drop it off and say this line right here, the gravel would fall off this belt and it would fall down this chute. And there's a place underneath there that blows water over the gravel. And when the water blows over the gravel, the gravel turns from gravel into a chance for an iron nugget and a chance for some flint. And I discard the flint because I don't need it. Earlier on, we were talking about iron farms. And this is like, you only get the idea for how to create an iron farm with villagers and golems and zombie scaring and all that kind of stuff. If, A, you're really curious about game mechanics and you're looking how to break the game, or two, you hear that there's a thing called an iron farm and you go research an iron farm and then you just build iron farm and then you get infinite iron that way. In here, it's a puzzle piece. It's it's like constructing a puzzle. It's a daisy chain. Yeah, I know I want iron and so I can go and I can look at, well, what creates an iron ingot? And I'm like, okay, the only thing that creates an iron ingot are blasting iron ore or putting it in a blast furnace or a regular furnace or crafting it from iron nuggets so let's let's go down that chain well how do i get iron nuggets well it turns out you can get it if you wash gravel well that's kind of (laughs) neat well now i need a fan and i need a way to get gravel i can get gravel by crushing cobblestone 
okay, well, how do I get cobblestone? And so that's why the cobblestone is the first step in this long chain. Right. But uh, at the end of that chain, it's just like you put one factory as a puzzle piece to another factory, just a puzzle piece to another factory, as you said, daisy chain them together. And then eventually what you get out of that is the item that you want. You get uh, plutonium. <laughs> you get plutonium. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what of these ones that you've built uh, in this daisy chain when you're describing it as a puzzle to bring it back to the bifurcation you said early on of research versus experimentation if you could put percentages to them what percentage of these projects has been research versus experimentation the factory is a pretty common create design so so there there are three it's not bifurcation it's trifurcation or maybe quadfication. What am I missing? So there are instructions in JEI and create. If you if you go over a create item, sometimes it'll say press W to ponder <laughs> and it will tell you it, it gives you like an in-game tutorial for how to create the thing and how things interact with one another. It's like the classic criticism in video game of uh, I think there's a call of duty that said press X to mourn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Press W to ponder. I think it's a little less memeable, but it, it's yeah, in the same it's in the same vein. Um, so that's I would say that is like maybe twenty percent of everything here is based off of the just me looking at the ponder and then building what's in the ponder. Huh. And then I would say the steam engine is a very common design sure. uh, that I, uh, I find online. So I'm not attributing that to one individual, but to the community at large. Sure. Two of the buildings are from Tango Tech. One of them is from ZF. And then the rest are my own construction that you can't just get from the ponder. And I didn't crib from someone else. Nice. Well, it's fun, fun to mix and match in that way. Do you get more satisfaction out of the ones that you do completely yourself? Yes, absolutely. So this one is a potion generator. Uh, we looked at milk in one and lava in another. There's water in this container over here. And then on the other end, there's awkward potion, potion of strength, potion of healing, uh, and then some extra capacity setup that's unutilized. Did you say awkward potion? Awkward potion, yeah. What does an awkward potion do? Awkward potion is an intermediate potion. It doesn't do anything in and of itself, but if you combine an awkward potion with other reagents. So that's what this is set up to do is that um, it takes water turns the water into an awkward potion and then takes the awkward potion and turns it into the other potions. What a bizarre naming convention. Yeah. Is that just in game or is that from the real world? Potions? Awkward potion. Are you aware of something in the real world called awkward potions? I'm not. No, I'm asking you. I, I know. And we're asking it back at you. I, I don't know. Apparently. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. This is really awkward. I need a potion right now. Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. So create gives you various mechanisms for overcoming like vanilla farms that are maybe a little bit cumbersome. The first factory that we looked at created wood five minutes ago, looked at the way of creating iron. And then this way, it lets me create andesite. If we come over to this last one, and this is much more of the Charlie Chaplin thing. Oh, my than, goodness. Than Tom was talking about before. I feel like this, you turn around and suddenly. Monstrosity. The, 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 the monster was over your shoulder the whole time and you had no idea. Yeah. Oh, no. So if you come over to, I know you're, you're eager to, to bounce around in it, but. I'm we'll, going on the conveyor belts. They're bringing me places. I know, but come over here and I will bring you to the conveyor belts that bring you places okay. better. Okay. So in these three 
three oh my goodness three chests we have a spot for wood for iron ingots and for andesite the three components you said you were making yeah so this thing distributes those to various components so here we can see iron nuggets getting created from iron bars and they're sort of backed up on the sheet because i'm not limited by this reagent i'm limited by the other reagent in this case but if we follow this conveyor belt both of these get fed down and turned into a create component. Some of them go into storage and some of them go back into the machine. So in order to create these items, this is sort of the end stage right. for one of the eras. This this factory creates all of the things in the andesite age. And that's that's the division that create uh, makes. And there's also a, a brass age and a copper age. Oh, wow. Jeez. And so there are more factories that I can create. That's sort of the tour. And this is how the human brain works. Yes. One factory making cobblestone, crushing that with water into iron, and then transporting it from one part of the brain to the other. I think that's called the hypothalamus. That is called the hypothalamus. You know, this might be the very first episode that we never even said the word cathedral. That's it for now. Check out our podcast website at cathedraltalk.fm. There you will find many architectural visuals and Minecraft goodies. If you would like to support our efforts here at Cathedral Talk to aid in the restoration of Notre Dame, please use the direct link on our website to donate to friendsofnotredamedeparis.org. Friends of Notre Dame is a nonprofit organization that is leading the international fundraising efforts to rebuild and restore Notre Dame Cathedral. By donating to them through the link at cathedraltalk.fm, we'll know that our podcast is reaching new patrons. As our own Minecraft project progresses, we'll be sure to share plans, screenshots, and videos for your own visual palette. Good day and happy building.